All right. So actually, I know we were saying like housekeeping stuff, but you know what? I think um, I think I was going to mention this, but because I kind of feel like these kind of casual conversation things are great to get us all buttered up and ready to talk gams. And so, um, yeah, I know. Ridiculous, right? Um, I'm buttered up already. There's butter all over me right now. Covered in butter. The tyranny of thumbs. <laughs> now recording. So you know, this is how I know Gabe's not here, because I don't hear that lingering, like, at the very end of, like, knowing that that's Gabe just trying to fuck up this crap thing. <laughs> and Kim was the fucking worst. Like, I was, it's just like trolling me during the like one production thing I need to make this sound good and not like garbage. It's just some fucked up shit. <laughs> it's also hilarious though for that exact reason, to be fair. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so what I'm thinking is because usually with intros, like I just feel like we just lose our momentum when we have to pause for me to say my cringy like intro and then everyone doesn't know where to go with that momentum. And then Sorry, like, the real cringy intro, the OG cringy intro was like the first episode where like we, our intro was so non-existent that I had to like edit myself in at like 11 p.m. like whispering in the mic like, so this is the Game Club podcast and um, here's a little more details about who we are. That was the real cringy. I think. While yours might be lightly cringy, it has its vast improvements from that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, the the bar was set very low, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I only just like merely stepped over it. But um, I was just thinking that we just have a casual chat before we go into intro stuff, such as, you know, Adam mentioning that he's 13 and this is Yeet. Or was it, 15? it was 15. Fuck. It was 15. <laughs> wow. Plug for that subreddit, by the way. It's not my joke. It's There's a subreddit. I'm 15 and this is Yeet. Oh, really? It's oh, bizarre. Really? Is it like actually teenagers or whatever that, that post in there? Or? I cannot tell. I suspect yeah. that it is. Okay, so here's my suspicion of what this uh, subreddit is. I think that it is people of all ages pretending to be basically boomers who are pretending to be hip with what 15-year-olds are about. So it is people pretending to be boomers, pretending to have the same kind of humor as 15-year-olds. So it's like just just the lamest shit. I mean, it's just like weird non-memes and shit. It's like, it's weird. I am unable to describe it and the like self-proclaimed description of the subreddit, which sometimes helped, does not. Because in this case, it's just for when you're 15 and this is yeet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or something is eat, excuse me. So wait, hold on. As the resident art history person, Zoe, like what's the point of art history where like they started to just like it was like after they had per- started to per like essentially perfectly paint and they were just like, fuck it. Like we're deconstructing everything. Like is that what fifteen year olds are up to these days? It's just deconstructing all of our shit and now they're just anti memeing. Well, you know, McCoy, circa two thousand thirteen there was the movement called the Meme movement, which then produced the moom, the moom, the meme movement. The point is, McCoy, I don't know. Okay, cool. <laughs> I yeah, sorry. No I, I, <laughs> people have been calling this kind of thing Neo Dada, I think. Yeah, like, is it Dada or was it like post? And, no, it wasn't post. You know, I could it. see something like that. I, I forgot to put a sock on my uh, door handle to say what I'm recording. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
People are like, whoa, dude, James is talking a lot for sexual intercourse. It's got- <laughs> you know? All right. Oh, the, the, the I'm recording sock is now on the door handle. Dude, nice. <laughs> is it is it like a specific sock so people know the difference? I mean, or is, are you like only... a one sock fits all household there? Uh, I mean, it's it's my sock. All socks. Wait, fit okay, James wait. In James's so, so, so second question. So you said it's your sock, which kind <clears throat> of indicates to me that you own one sock. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Do you have a specific a sock, sock for the door, or do you just take off one and then put it on I, there? I, I took off one of my socks and put it on the door handle, and then I took That's off my is. other sock because wearing only one sock feels really, really weird. So, yeah, so I have really a question. Um, so yeah. do you guys remember about like half an hour ago when Zoe said she had something <laughs> to say? <laughs> I know. I thought, dude. I thought this was an excellent example of us just fucking yoloing into the exact discussion she was talking about. But like, see, yes, this is exactly what I love. <laughs> James, just the troll James train wreck. Just interrupting just to be like, I need to put a sock on the door. Yeah, runs yeah. away. And then us just strategizing about that. Like, wait a minute. So what do you do? Like, I don't know. I just like I haven't had the the cojones yet to take my podcast voice and my podcast style into the bedroom. But that must be what people think when they come to your house. They see a sock on your door and then they're hearing you eloquently detail your experience with the game. Like, and they're just yeah. like, wow, now this is some freaky shit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you know? it's, uh, <laughs> it's exactly what people think when they, when they enter the, the apartment. Is, man, James James is really uh, describing games in there. <laughs> yeah. And they just like try to like make everything an innuendo that you say. They're like, oh, yeah, so Orwell. I wonder what Orwell is. Yeah. What the fuck is he doing in there with two thumbs and a gold star? Jesus Christ. Like... <laughs> Now he's talking about all the cameras set up? Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> What's that all this surveillance he's discussing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, by like, the way, oh, man, yo, just on this topic, the cringiest shit ever in this game was when I think it's Yosef just casually gets into Cassandra's I am to like talk to her friend. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Like he's just like, then, yeah, dude. We just share passwords, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and, and then, and then I mean, like the the world is like, oh yeah, that seems normal for people in uh, couples. Yeah, and I'm like, is it? Is that <laughs> yeah, normal? is that normal? The thing that I found way weirder than that was the fact that Juliet like effectively Googled like three things a day. Yeah. Like you get to look through her web history at one point and it's like she only Googles like three things every day and it's like, how did you what I what? Yeah. I have I have seven tabs open right now when I got home half an hour ago. What's yeah. happening? <laughs> Wait, that's definitely true. And it's all curated. very streamlined too. It's all very like you follow the path. It's not something where it's like, oh yeah, she Googles CCTV footage and then there's a cat video and then there's another cat video and then there's a third cat video. Oh wait, now she's watching how to like 
how to cook gnocchi videos and oh wait now she's on a recipe blog and like <laughs> now she's watching a video entitled how to stop youtube addiction like <laughs> <laughs> nobody watches so, that video so i guess so this anyway. is actually a good opportunity to talk about the game that we actually did play because we've already been talking about it for a few minutes <clears throat> yes okay. perfect well, and to take one step further back, this is the Tyranny of Thumbs podcast, everyone. Holy <laughs> we didn't introduce ourselves just yet. But yeah, so it's uh, we're just some friends who play a game each weekend that we talk about it. And uh, we've got our usual crew, minus Gabe this week. Gabe's out. Uh, rest in peace, Gabe. Um, <laughs> wow. And Too soon. <laughs> Or un- unlike unlike what I, I guess that you know we need to also like Adam mentioned the last time we said rest in peace Gabe. If you're part of Gabe's family, no, he did not die. <laughs> we just honestly <laughs> we don't know. Are, is this your if, intro? If this is how they found out. If this is how they found out, holy shit! Yeah, that would be <laughs> intense. This is the second time. <laughs> oh God, maybe but it's genius. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just, the thing is, like... his family would need to discover this podcast first, and I don't right. think Gabe would talk about our podcast <laughs> to his family. So they just happen to stumble across it. That's a very low. Like those are very low odds. <laughs> yeah, they were just searching through his, you know, search history, and then they find this podcast, and then they listen to that, and you know, and then they found six cat videos. <laughs> yeah, we hope they're cat videos. I'm just, I suspect it's all just like. I don't it's know, probably World like of Warcraft Gears porn or something like that's my I think it is. I don't really know, but maybe not in the history. Maybe he was smart enough to block that. But you know what I miss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so this week we played uh, the second game in Adam's dystopia block of games called Orwell, keeping an eye on you, which was uh, made in 2016 by Osmotic Studios. And uh, in this game, you play as an appointed investigator tasked at investigating a group of activists after a series of terrorist attacks occur in this uh, fictional dystopian country, question mark, called uh, The Nation. And uh, you do this by scrubbing each subject's uh, digital profiles and digital fingerprints and submitting or ignoring information that will implicate or exonerate them in these terrorist attacks. And um, I don't know about you guys, but as soon as like your little Ask Jeeves character like comes up and he's like, remember, all this information will implicate them if you, you know, if or like or exonerate them and i just like my heart dropped because i was like oh fuck these people are doomed (laughs) (laughs) i do find it really hilarious that half of this game and that's a note in my in my notes here is half this game is just fucking trolling people's twitter and writing shit down (laughs) 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 so it's like it's just like this concept of like you're the super spy and you're just looking at people's twitter and you're like nice all this personal information i'll take it um yeah yeah no i know it's just funny to me but yeah yeah oh god so adam i'm gonna turn this over to you because this was your you know this was your second pick and i assume you were more familiar with this than say like black bar last week um so you know how do you want to open up this discussion on the dystopian world of the nation um i actually didn't know I, I really don't know much about any of these three games um that i picked um 
this one I had seen played at a uh, like a pop-up arcade thing, a demo, effectively. Um, but it was interesting because I don't think the demo actually had anything to do with uh, the story here. I think that they made a little scenario um, just for the purposes of that to demonstrate the whole data chunks mechanic. Um, and I'm not certain because that was a while ago and I wasn't paying super close attention to it. Um, this was recommended to me by Linnea because she really liked the game and thought it was worth playing uh, and it fit in with uh, the other games in this block. So um, that's kind of why I picked it. Uh, I think it f works well coming after Black Bar because they both have a similar kind of... Um, well, yeah, they're similar in some ways, in ways that are not exactly tangible or easy to describe because it doesn't quite make sense to describe them both as the same thing. Um, you know, I guess you, this feels like black bar and steroids. You had a, 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 a phrase that Elena mentioned to me when she listened to last week's podcast, which was document thriller. And I feel like they do both have that where it's like trying to like really dig into the text to figure out what's going on. And like trying mm. to gleam stuff from that, whether it's removing the censorship or literally gleaming the information. So I definitely, I definitely see like, is that sort of what you're referencing in, in their similarities or? Yeah. I mean, all three of these games are dystopian document thrillers, but this is more like the, the fact that you're crawling through documents and, um, I mean, in Black Bar, it's really just the, you progressing through a story with a few like puzzle gates on there, um, which, you know. To note, uh, it's going to be a little bit unfair to compare the two in some ways, given that uh, Black Bar is a t team of two and this was a team of, like, I was going through the credits earlier and it's like 25 people were like main office type people. And then there was like another 50 of 50 or so names with like outsourced things like translations or all the music was outsourced. Um, so like a little bit different in terms of team size and scope and scale. Um, but kind of a similar idea. Uh, I feel, I don't know. What do you guys think of this game? Um, just initial thoughts real quick. What did everyone think? Oh, I absolutely love this game. This game was my jam. I loved it. <clears throat> I was as thinking, much as it traumatized me <laughs> as I was playing through it, man, Zoe must love this game. <laughs> <laughs> As you hit right. your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was good. Um, I thought that the it 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 felt like kind of horribly real. Mm -hmm. Um like they were kind of the point of the game is to expose what governments can literally just do. Um by making you an entity doing it where governments do it, I don't know, on a larger scale. <clears throat> um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting uh, until I got sick of it in chapter five because I played four chapters in a row. Yeah. Uh, and then just like, speed read the rest of it <laughs> and then your mind melted and just came out your ears and just fucking slopped onto the desk exactly um, yeah yeah i try warning body horror yes yeah. um, 
Yeah. <laughs> this is something that McCoy discovered that I was unaware of, but apparently this game was released. Uh, it was released and then each, they call them chap, no, episodes. episodes. Uh, there are five episodes within this game um, that got released uh, one week after another. So each week a new episode was released. So you were intended to play this game um, with substantial breaks between the chapters. Episodes, yeah. excuse me. Which I think would be totally rad. Like, I think it really fits this game, and I feel like it gives you a lot of time to, like, sink into what you're learning about the characters or maybe even, like, replay a, a section just to see what happens different. And, like, yeah, like, that's... I wish I hadn't read that earlier. Like, I wish I had, like, gotten onto that fact earlier. I like to go with my games pretty cold. Like, I just like to be like, all right, show me. Like, I haven't heard much about you. I don't really know what you are. But then when I was doing some research later, I was like, oh, fuck, that would have been a great idea. Because I was thinking, like, I could have played one episode a day or something like that. And that would have been fucking rad. Um, so I will completely admit that I too like played a bunch in a single day. And I think that does take away from the game. But I'm going to attempt to untake that out of the game and my experience. Because again, like I don't think there's really any necess Like there's no necessity to play all those chapters in a row when your mind is on the desk. <laughs> Except if you have a podcast to record. So, you know, it's it's one of those, like, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the game. I really, really enjoyed the game. But I do think I would have enjoyed it more if I had, like, spaced it out. Um, so that's something I'll take with me in the future. And for you listening at home, if for some reason you haven't played this game yet, but you plan on after our discussion, space it out, man. Um, you know, like one a day, two a day, something like that would be killer, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Nice I, job, I guys. Agree. Anyways, no. <laughs> no, I agree with that. <clears throat> um, the definitely like doing too much of it all at once felt like not the way it was intended to be played. Um, have have any of you ever like done internet research to build a profile on something? What it's not really a that? standard thing. So, like uh, doxing, I did an internship, um, where the group that I was working for was looking into, um, <clears throat> uh, health insurance companies because they'd figured out that the major health insurance companies had, um, laundered like tens of millions of dollars through the chamber of commerce, uh, in order to pay for anti Obamacare ads. Um, and all of the research at that point was suggesting that health insurance companies would make shitloads of money from Obamacare. So there was no reason for them to do that. Um, so they had me research the people on the boards of these companies uh, to see if there were any conflicts of interest that were clearly around. So I kind of did this job for this game as, as a job for like a few weeks without the looking at emails or like text messages or phone calls or people's desktop computers. Like none of the really creepy shit but like <clears throat> i definitely got like flashbacks to when i was doing that um that job like reading through websites and like 
finding connections between people and stuff like that. Um, so I have to ask if you're allowed to tell us what'd you find? Um, I personally didn't find any incriminating details, but that wasn't my job. I was just like building broad things for the actual employees to go and dig deeper. <clears throat> um, so you were like the preliminary research or something like that. Like, yo, you should look yeah. into this because it seems kind of strange. Yeah. Huh. It was like one part of their campaign to go against this. Was it fun? like fun? I don't know. That sounds like that's something that could be fun. It was fun. And it taught me how to use Google in a much more interesting way. Hmm. Um, your, your Google foo is stronger than all of ours. Yeah. Do you have like, I mean, like all those like special keys, you know, like minus this or quotes that or, you know, that sort of stuff or no? I mean, yes, I understand how to do that. But like, I think that it's been years and like all people that interact with the Internet are now like kind of at the same level yeah i think that kind of gets a little bit at one of the strengths of this game i think is that it's um very real uh like so this game was released you said zoe 2016 i believe yep um correct so the snowden revelations happened in 2013 uh and like there's definitely a connection there Mm -hmm. um like it's about more or less that type of thing uh just kind of dragnetting huge groups of people without necessarily um uh having any kind of probable cause for anyone um that's kind of what i think this game this game i believe is meant to make you uncomfortable um oh yeah and you know that's me guessing at their intention but i don't think it's a big leap there um because, you know, it starts off with, okay, we have a reason to believe that this person, you know, they were at the scene of a crime um, and, like, they have some history. It's like, that's reasonable. You start there. Uh, but then you start, like, pulling in their friends and they get added to the system and they start digging around in their friends' lives. And, like, it's like, oh, this person looks interesting. Let me ask for authorization to add them to the, put them, make them a person <clears throat> under investigation. Okay, it's done. It's like, there's never any <laughs> delay on yep. that. Yep. Um, and you start like digging around in these people's like, oh, huh, it looks like these two broke up and like your handlers like joking around about it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah. and the thing that really made me, the first thing that made me really uncomfortable um, was, uh, so you like note that someone's on medication Mm-hmm. Um, and then your handler immediately is like, okay, I'll note down that they're dangerous and unstable. And it's like, hey, wait, 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 what? <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's kind of what I wanted to get at is like, you are, you know, at, at least when I was approaching this, I was like, I'm going to approach this from a, like, this game's going to try to, you know, trick me into like unconscious bias stuff. You know, this girl has blue hair. This guy has spikes. This guy has gauges. Like, this guy's like this game's gonna try to like get me to like have these unconscious biases that like these people are bad and i'm gonna not let that affect me but then like you have this like like i said this ask jeeves character in your ear just like suddenly planting these assumptions and these like and making these connections that you yourself don't even think but yet he's like your superior so he's always just like 
you know, okay, yeah, I'm just going to do X, Y, and Z and like, you know, no biggie. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like, because <laughs> that's exactly what I did with the mental health thing. I was like, oh, she's like, you know, she's, she's on antidepressants and, you know, that's really sad. Like, I'm going to store this into our info bank to let them know that, you know, this event had a huge effect on her and, you know, she, like, you know, she is not a, you know, stone cold hearted, you know, person like she's affected by this event so i put it in yeah sure enough this guy's just like oh man yep she's emotionally unstable she could do this again and i'm just like wait no wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like and yeah, i should real. and i should add with this <clears throat> this game mechanic of whichever info you submit is that you are not allowed to take that info back like this once it's submitted it is locked in yeah yeah mm-hmm. did did any of you submit the the bit uh, where he says, "Oh, she like signs of potential torture." And oh, yeah, that's bullshit! Yeah. Just oh like, 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 yeah, yeah like, right, you misread me. that totally. But it actually yeah. reveals the um another like meta commentary that they do in this game is that that guy can't see everything. He can only see the bits that you upload, and so in that particular case, you upload like the second half of a thought or idea. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes, well, obviously you mean this. And it's like the perfect example of out of context because he actually can't see what you're reading. And so it's it's and one also more step. You can't talk to him. Yes. Which is, by the way, a great setup for a game that will never be able to talk to you anyways. Like it's just it like fits really well, your character, that you're just picking what information is relevant. And this person's just running with that based on their own narrative. And you kind of can't control it because that's like mm-hmm. totally what happens with like communication like this when and you see this actually all over the game where there are instances of certain parties like the the news wait is it the news bureau i don't know cnb but like anyways they get certain pieces of information and not others and they run with that this guy gets certain information uh you know your sgs type character which i think maybe yeah anyways Symes Symes Symes. is what he goes by yeah let's yeah let's not dox the shit out of him which happens later um but uh <laughs> like it's uh it's it's there's multiple parties here that have some including yourself some but not all the information and it's just like everyone attempts because because of the crisis everyone's trying to run in a direction to get to the answer to save the people to do the right thing and all of them are running in weird directions based on your vantage point and potentially you are running in weird directions based on their vantage point. So it's just a huge clusterfuck of information not making it out properly to everyone. And like your Symes character is a great example of that where he just he literally can't see what you're reading. So he just he just makes a call based on what you put in there and just runs with it. And that happens like a lot. Yeah, the um, I think the the torture one is one of the first examples of like or no the the antidepressants one was the first example of like oh okay so like I need to selectively withhold information if I want to have like any kind of impact on like if I believe something is right or wrong then I have to make sure to not disclose it or or intentionally disclose it or whatever. Um, another thing that I found interesting about this game is that it's really nuanced. Most dystopias are not, right? Like this, if if you were to tell someone about this game, it's like, oh, it's a game about pervasive surveillance and the impact that has on people. Like I would have expected the game to just shout surveillance bad at you for like five hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And this game doesn't do that, right? 
um the like you do prevent bombings um you do save lives uh if you succeed (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can um but like you can have a real impact that is positive by anyone's reckoning Mm -hmm. um but you know it's still a very dangerous system and that kind of becomes very clear towards the end well it should be clear almost immediately but that's you know um, yeah. But it isn't entirely one-sided. Um, it takes a stance, I think. I would claim that this game takes a pretty strong stance against pervasive surveillance, but it's not going to claim that it's without advantages. Um, because that's not true, right? There are advantages to pervasive surveillance. Hmm. Um, if the the goals of the nation are kind of repeatedly stated through, you know, a lot of quotes and et cetera, safety first, right? They don't really worry too much about other things. They're really concerned about safety. And if that is your stated goal, if the safety of the citizenry is number one, bar none, like this, this is a good system for that. Right. And they show um, that graph, right? Like that maybe is doctor. They don't really talk about it, but you know, you see that graph of crimes after this bill is enacted, right? The safety act. And you can see that it has an effect, <clears throat> like a very positive effect, a dramatic effect. Uh, and so you're, so that's like, but also, our, also the decline started before they enacted it. Yeah. They like right when the party was in, or is it even before then? No, it, it was, was before, before, that. before <clears throat> then it was, it was declining. The safety bill was enacted and then further declining before the new government was installed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they just, I mean, it's possible that it, I mean, it probably had an impact, but like. It's possible that it didn't. Right. It could that's be not kind the of an ice cream and homicides thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was the first thing I thought of actually, and it's actually like it kind of hits very close to home because living in the Detroit area, there's this summer there was a whole um, a whole issue in terms of surveillance in Detroit. Um, the uh, Detroit has initiated this uh green light surveillance program uh in the city which is basically just um you know businesses gas stations uh, liquor stores uh they have uh these green lights that they flash on their buildings and which means it's a green light place of business which means that their surveillance cameras are high definition uh they're very well lit places basically it's used to discourage crime and since its enactment, um, you know, these businesses have experienced less arm, less armed robberies, you know, less crime in their places of business, less stolen inventory, etc. Like there has been benefits. Um, however, um, it was later found out over the summer that the Detroit Police Department was taking that these surveillance photos and running it through a facial recognition software. Mm-hmm to find people with warrants out or et cetera. Like they were misused, they were misusing and mishandling this footage for its intended purpose, which was to keep these businesses safe. Um, And now, you know, the, the mayor of Detroit wants to install these same cameras on all intersections in Detroit and everything. So it's like, there's always the intended purpose which is, you know, to keep people safe, but then there's the misuse of it, which is, you know, the facial recognition, or in the case of Orwell, like, horrible misuse of just 
going through everybody's personal info, whether they in wiretapping them and <laughs> everything like Orwell definitely takes it to an ex- to an extreme. But it's also like to me, it was very real. And so, yeah, like kind of to, I guess, go back to Adam's point, like I really do appreciate that the game did have that nuanced look at surveillance of showing the benefits but also, like, I'd say the focus is primarily on the misuse of it, but also making way for these, I guess, you know, to show that, yeah, there are some benefits, but also, holy fuck, what's what's going on right yeah. now? We've got to pay attention to this. I, I think that's partially supported. I think this supported. game pretty roundly condemns, condemns it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I think that the beginning, the very beginning of that game is, like, how they they kind of it's not that how they get you but it's how they like sort of set it out at first like you're you know i feel like coming into this game if you're a reasonable person that's such a mean thing to say but i just mean like coming into this game at least for me i was like this shit's a little fucked up don't you think like at least at least can we admit that you might be there and so then you come in and then there's you just start digging through this person uh and you're thinking like she seems fine like i don't know what you're talking about and then like the events in the world start to just go out of control people start to die and you start to be like at least for me i'm like oh fuck like shit's out of control and you start to realize the motivation behind why you would have a system like this and it is to like has been said before to save lives so then at least for me i'm like i you i started to feel way more justified even though it was really fucked up because i was like trying to save people and it's like that's just sort of the duality of that situation right like you know it's it's like like in the Detroit area, right? If they do find these criminals and they stop them from committing another crime, that's that in theory could save lives. And so then you start to think like, well, and it starts to get really muddy. So I think that's what they like the start of this game tries to get you into, um, which I think is really cool how they do that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What struck me in this game was also just the um how easy it was to get private information on people whether they consented to it or not um like granted you are going through like wiretapping and going through emails and even going onto people's desktops but like i think the thing that first struck me about like this whole privacy concern that makes me want to reevaluate my own use of the internet was um in regards to Juliet, um, when you first go on to her, <clears throat> I'm going to say Facebook, but it's not Facebook. It's just called Timelines, I think. Mm-hmm. Timelines. It seems yeah. kind of like Twitter. It's Facebook. Um, was it not? Was it, oh, yeah. I guess whatever. I don't understand yeah, social it was, media. It was like a Twitter-Facebook hybrid. Um, but anyway, <laughs> there are social medias called Timelines, and you go on to Juliet's profile, and she only puts her birthday as like February 1994 mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then if you scroll through her timeline, her parent, like her mom, posts on her timeline being like, happy birthday, I updated our family website, and you can click through the family website and then get the exact day she was born. So like, Juliet did try to make the, you know, the proper measures to ensure some anonymity by only putting her birthday as February, you know, 1994, but then, you know, having a parent just post you know, indirectly post, but pretty much post her exact birthday, like, right up there for everyone to see, like, 
I was just kind of like, damn, like she didn't even want that to be out there. And yet I was able to get it mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of crazy. It's one of those things is that we all report on each other under like this sort of in the modern surveillance state. We all end up reporting on each other. You know, on Facebook, right? Like, if you are trying to minimize, say, the amount of times your face is out there and tagged and being fed into facial recognition recognition things, um, you basically can't because other people are going to be taking pictures of groups and then they'll tag you, right? And you can't exactly, like... I think there is sort of an option to opt out of it and say, like, hey, untag me, but, like, it, yeah. <laughs> are you going to trust Mr. Zuck, the Zuck, to... to to actually throw away that untag. data yeah yeah, yeah fuck no <clears throat> i actually thought that was the premise of this game at first was that we were going to be a normal person and we were going to be like reporting on other people like just during conversations with friends or whatever that we were having and trying to like rat out the right person it, it was kind of interesting that they end up playing a lot on the idea that you're not actually from this place that you're like an outsider and you're like you know trying to be impartial or whatever but I, I, I like at least from the trailer i was like oh this is what's gonna happen i'm just gonna be ratting out all my friends and it's gonna be one of these weird things where they're ratting out me too it's like i'm gonna say some shit and they're gonna get me in trouble but would be cool i mean i don't know <laughs> mm. these guys could definitely well, make that game <laughs> it's important though i think that they made the distinction <clears throat> of outsourcing this sort of thing only because it is that's also prevalent today like you know the mm-hmm. whole you know, YouTube content algorithm, you know, like YouTube outsources people to review content and deem it acceptable or unacceptable and therefore get people monetized or demonetized. Um, So it's just like, you know, there's a whole, like there's that whole thing with like LGBT people getting demonetized on YouTube. And it's like, well, if YouTube's outsourcing the people that reviews the content and that person is from a country where being gay is illegal, yes, they're going to deem that unmonetizable. Hmm. Like, that's how that's how that's going to do if you outsource that sort of thing. So I did find it interesting that they approached it from that angle, that you're just outsourced help to... I also just kind of found a little weird, actually, that like they're like, oh, yeah, this is a test phase, but actually we're going to use it for real life scenarios. So go. And I'm like, wait, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What? And they're like, but you know, it's a great test case. This terrorism right now. I mean, dude, again, like, I I don't know. But I could see that, though, just if they're to- scared of of saving people's lives. I mean, that's how it always is. Right. Like, I, I do think the outsourcing thing was interesting because then you do get that my favorite line from big companies, which was, oh, um, like in response to anything that, that is bad in the public eye that their company did. Um, that was a contractor that did that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like with Uber. So have you guys heard the shenanigans going on with Uber and Lyft and stuff? Uh, I mean, yeah, surely there's, there's, there's yeah, which one? Uber, please go over them. There's, there's tons and tons of shenanigans going on with them, but one of them is, uh, so they're illegal, they're doing illegal things one way or the other, but they just kind of have to pick which one it is. Either, um, they are not giving employees benefits and other, like, required things because they have a bunch of employees and that's, those are their drivers right. and they aren't giving them things you're required to give employees. Um, or they are price fixing. Because they are determining the price that the entire market of, uh, you know, this network of cab drivers uses. So which is it? <laughs> Somewhat unrelated, but I think that's fun. 
it's it's like it's taken a while but i feel like a lot of these companies are finally getting a little bit of like wait um what's going on here like i feel the same way about like when there's like all these companies with all these scooters that are just like littered around my fucking city it's just like um is someone gonna say something about this like this is like just like it's embarrassing there's just scooters everywhere like surely some loss i'm not an expert but someone smarter than me can figure this out right because like we don't want this do we the problem is that they will openly flaunt the laws because it is cheaper to do so. Mm-hmm. Like Uber has done that a lot where they'll just like, you know, a, a city will ban Uber from being there and they'll go in anyways and just like fight the legal fights or and just like continue illegally operating until the town gets addicted to Uber and then quits fighting. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. But back to Orwell. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, just bringing up, like, a concept. I, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were referring to this concept that apparently exists amongst police officers, which is this premise of go beyond the ticket. And what that means is if you pull someone over for something, like, say, their, you know, license plate is expired or, well, I guess their license, not their, their insurance is expired or something, you know, like that, or maybe they didn't turn at the proper place, then the idea of this is... Yes, that was illegal, what just happened right there. But really, when you're pulling them over for something like that, you kind of know that's not really like a big deal. But your job as the police officer in this idea, go beyond the ticket, is try to just figure out what the fuck else is going on with this person. And if you can see anything, like look around and just try to see. And I think it all comes from the statistic that uh, people who like break laws, like break laws more, sort of. It's like, you know, if you're pulled over for speeding, you're more likely to have drugs than if you're not pulled over for speeding. I don't know where the stats come from, but that that idea has been around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you so you're a cop and you see a brown person and you look at them real close <laughs> and you realize they're going three miles an hour over the speed limit. So you pull them over, shoot their dog, arrest them and they go home and beat your wife. Is that how that goes? You're lucky if it's the dog, yeah. man. But it's just like it's just this idea of like. I feel like it really Adam's fits in comments Orwell. brought to you by Visual. Yeah. <laughs> just call the sponsor out just directly after. We have a great picture, you guys. This is so solid. That's like, I was listening to the fucking Bill Burr podcast and he was like talking about surveillance and he was just like, fucking like, dude, this is fucking like absolute bullshit. Like, why would anybody get a camera in their house? And he's like, all right, I'm gonna do some ad reads. And he was like, so fuck, it's simply safe. Like, goddamn it. <laughs> he's like, simply safe, the fucking best way to fucking put a camera in every part of your house. He's like, and it's just like. <laughs> so that's basically us. Um, but oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So so that's what you do a lot here is like, and they did that for Cassandra too. They were like, well, she's arrested for this assault of the police officer, and we've got her again on these, you know, based on a leaked conversation, and everyone's confused how I got that information, but we're just gonna gloss past that while we arrest you, and then it's like, but really though, going beyond that, we need to use this as a way to get in further, to dig in further, and. Oh. You're also like not exactly looking for the truth. Like your objectives are like, hey, you gotta arrest someone. Yeah. We need to get arrests. Hmm. Like find things that are incriminating about these people. Hmm. It's like, also literally want... like it seems to be that's the only way to progress the game. I mean, Up until yes, probably episode five. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I mean, right. It, the game has to have some kind of linear structure or semi-linear structure, otherwise it's kind of hard to make things go anywhere. But like. 
the framing device is also really is just powerful on this um and uh, that's another thing i want to get back to sorry that's kind of a half-formed thought um but them telling you to like go after people and Symes being like oh perfect like you just need to find more incriminating information about this person and like you can just find things that are like you know, like the Cassandra tortures people thing, which is just like a friend being like, haha, you trying to get me to go out partying because you're offering muffins. That's torture. Mm-hmm. It's cruel. And it's like, she tortures people. Yeah. Like, you can <laughs> do that cold. just to like get the arrest, right? Or even like, you know, yeah, Cassandra like mentioning to her boyfriend, oh yeah, like took your credit card and I'm going to spend it on wine. And it's like, okay, like, am I going to report? Like, dude, she spent $400 like, on wine. If I you, know. I know. First fuck? of all, I what saw the that fuck bank is that? I was like, what are you? And then, like, you hear about this dude's money troubles canceled. too, and he's You're like trying to be like, you know, this like established lawyer, but his like firm is going down the hill or whatever. And it's just like this. She's running around with his credit card, and I'm just like, guys, what the fuck? Just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and also, like, her parents are fucking rich as balls. Yeah, <laughs> he's still their credit card if someone's. But yeah. Oh uh, man. So. <clears throat> Like and and so I want to also bring to light another mechanic of this game that is very important for all of this, you know, finding out the truth or figuring out incriminating evidence, and that's the conflicting data chunks mm-hmm. feature in this. So like a lot of these data chunks that you go through, you can just pick it up and drop it, but then there's some articles or some pieces of evidence that conflict each other, and you yourself have to deduce which chunk of data will be the truth you know so it starts out like rather simple like you get this you know article about how in cassandra's previous trial you know the conflicting evidence is either the case was dropped because of insufficient evidence or it was speculated the case was dropped because of her parents influence oh, and you look yeah. at that and you're like oh yeah i'm going to go with i'm going to go with fact not speculation mm-hmm. so you do that but then as you play throughout the game these conflicting data chunks start to get more and more i guess gray in terms of who's telling the truth and who's not. For instance, there is the, um, I believe there's like a conflicting data chunk where Harrison says that Juliet organized the square protest, or uh, Juliet says Harrison organized the protest in the square. And you have to determine which of those two people are right, knowing very little about both of them. And so, like, I have to admit, my biases got the best of me. I'm like, I don't know. Juliet's a straight A student and she like Mm -hmm. I see no evidence to show this, whereas Harrison has all these like anti-government views in his thing. And he's talking about wanting to go out and protest. I guess I'll pin it on Harrison. But then it's revealed later in the game that was fucking Juliet. And it was like, well, fuck. (laughs) Also, um, Nina, you decide Mm -hmm. like what she did when she was in the military um one of the conflicting things was like was she in the bomb uh mine like removal squad or was she helping um like uh what build was infrastructure. it build infrastructure build repair infrastructure yeah repair infrastructure mm-hmm. yeah which is vastly um, different and you know it's going to be used very differently 
depending on how they look at her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's like some evidence to point like there's very like there's very small bits of evidence to like point you in the right direction. For instance, with Nina's thing, like they mentioned that the floods were in 2016, right. but Nina was discharged in 2011. Right. So that kind of helps you weed out. But you really have to delve deeper and figure out like how you how you want to interpret the additional data in regards to yeah like the conflicting data it's and and you can be wrong which is pretty powerful because it's like yeah these kinds of systems will have a fallible element to them and you can also be wrong deliberately if you want to trump up charges against someone or just help someone out yeah right yeah you can totally take things out of context and just destroy someone yeah absolutely which i may or may not have done by accident well yeah but then that's the human fallible part of it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I really actually liked the 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 concept that you were like, you know, you dig into the details. Like, for instance, the year that she was discharged and stuff like that, um, to try to like figure it out. Because I found that I was doing that like for stuff that wasn't even like that ended up not being story relevant. Because you know, you you'd read through a lot of things at first, and then you'd be like, hmm this has got to be relevant later for someone. I, we don't have this person yet, but dude, we got to get this. And you just like, and you know, you make a mental note. Of course, the game's, game's going to flash for you and tell you that something's changed, but you make a mental note. Like, okay, we should definitely come back to this website and read this or whatever. But then there were several things or a couple of things that just like never came back. But I, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that in like a, but it's actually really enjoyable to like be digging into it that deeply. Like I felt about the, uh, when you look through the bank statements on his credit card, on Yosef's credit card, you can see how much, like we've already mentioned, she spends at the wine store. And you can see that. That's just like a detail that you, as the player, can glean from this if you want to pay attention to that level. So, like, that, that is cool. Like, that, that is just, like, showing that you're, like, sitting there and actually, like, because the, pr- the premise is, like, we're going to make a game where you dive into the details and make connections. And then they were kind of like, but it can't be open-ended like craziness because that would be totally insane and so we're gonna highlight everything that matters and then we're gonna there's gonna be like a kind of linear flow you can follow and you can generally i think just upload everything in this game at all almost at all times and they'll like make fun of you or whatever but until the fifth chapter it just progresses in a certain way probably not a good way but it just progresses like you can just do that but like I think this game did actually succeed at getting me at least to read through the details and to figure out my own little mystery and stuff like that on the side, you know, despite the fact that it was highlighting everything that was relevant and despite the fact that it's kind of pointing you with a giant arrow through the story. Like I at least like fucking cared and I was reading that shit and I thought it was interesting. And so you're just starting to make these connections and you're, you're trying to see who these people really are. And that stuff all was pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. I think that also really helped to give the game depth. Like and and by depth I mean um, okay so they do a lot of work to make the game um, I keep using this term embodied I used it for uh, I think Doki Doki before and I, it's maybe the wrong term there's probably a better one out there but in any case um, this game feels more real um, they use that framing device I was going to mention earlier uh, of you know when you boot up the game you log in as a profile that is your character which then shows up later. Um, and like from the moment you boot up the program, you are in Orwell. So that framing device exists, uh, and keeps you kind of in the game world. Uh, and, um, the amount of depth they give you, like you can just crawl through 
irrelevant documents if you want, and they go like one or two layers deep in any direction that you might care to go. Uh, so it feels like a complete world, even though, you know, there's like 10 people and no one's social network is that tight in it. <laughs> um, but like, you, you do have some guests. Like, like you guys probably didn't suck, notice that. Yeah. Um, so like, and you know, it feels like a real, uh, it feels real. Yep. Like they include advertisements that flash along the barrier or the, the, the banners of, of websites and, um, you, you see assholes making homophobic comments in the, yes. in the yes. comment section of a fishing gallery yes. and, yes. Oh, and also toxic, the whole news. toxic internet assholes attacking everyone. Yeah. Just like the fact that the news evolves with headlines that you get to read at minimum, the headline at maximum, the story as the things are playing out. That was fucking rad for keeping you in there. Like, like, the, like. I feel like that really is like another element like you're talking about of just like embodying the game. It's just like just checking back on the news and just seeing the craziness going on there and just being like, wow, okay, okay. Like shit's getting out of control. Thinking about the number of characters, Hmm. that's one other note that I want to make sure I get in here. Hmm. Um, So the cast is fairly small. I want to say it's actually pretty big for a game of this length, but it's, fairly small for what this is but they do a really good job of making all of the major players um so like you're the big bad government in a lot of ways uh and all these people are people who are normally to some degree or another disenfranchised um you've got Cass who is um like you know there are a lot of them are activists which already puts them somewhere um, Cass ha- has, um, you know, mental illness of some kind. Um, Yosef is, he's a lawyer. He, he's fine. It doesn't really matter. Um, Harrison is impoverished. Uh, Nina is a disabled PTSD ridden war vet who the state has failed to take care of. Um, and then who radicalizes and boy, is that a real story? Um, yeah. Let's see. You have an immigrant that's, and that was like, you know, Symes chimes in with like, hmm, he's an inter- he's an immigrant. Interesting. And I'm like, ah shit. Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> gold, for Goldfells. I, yep. I tried um, to ignore that one and then I was like, maybe was like, this is the one that progresses the story. I was like, this was back in nineteen ninety-three, god damn it. Yeah. He's, he's like, an immigrant. He's a <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's just, like a lot of the characters are not um you know the Bontany, the nation equivalent of a cis white straight dude, yep. right? Yep. Um, Maybe like Juliet. I don't. I, Juliet's just like the straight A star studded student, I guess. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I mean, but yeah, she has the, I guess, the least like things going on. But like, you know, sort of. She's a woman, which matters. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. And Fair she enough. also ends up kind of being the mastermind sort of right. question mark. Yeah. Unclear. Well, I would just say like, um, added on top of that, it's like these people also grow over time. Like that's such a ridiculously mm. cool element to that is that they're interesting people, but they, you can see them over the course of time, like grow and change and be different. And like all of them do that. And the Juliet does that a lot where she like, she like sort of gets more and more involved with this, thing going from like not being involved at all and not an activist like towards activism so like that's sort of her evolution and depth that ends up in the mastermind question mark thing you know what i mean 
Like, yeah. So then, but like, okay. So then going back to the, to the immigrant thing though, I think at least like for me, it gets really squirrely. Cause you're like, I don't want to judge this guy based on that. And then, but then you're like, but what if that is a key point? Not the fact that he's an immigrant, but the fact that what if, I don't know, something has to do with his location. We need later because of something or his hideout. He runs back to his initial country and then it'd be useful to know that information. So you're sort of like, oh, if I'm building this case and I think this guy might be responsible, everything is useful. But then if it's not, if he's not responsible, this is horrible and evil. And so there's like, there's a lot of that in this game where you're like, oh, that's such a fucked up thing to have on someone, but I want everything on someone if they really did something. Because then you have the most tools to maybe stop them. Right, right. What did you guys think of the mechanic where they limit the number of like data polls you can do? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. It was so stressful, but I loved it. <laughs> I was like, no, okay, so you guys don't understand. Like, you can ask Brandon. I had sheets of paper strewn all around me in my laptop as oh I'm writing God, down really? everything shifting them around in a timeline and i'm like that that part limits you to 20 data chunks i literally wrote down every single data chunk available and was like doing like you know just like elimination process of like irrelevant irrelevant question mark circle we definitely need that like (laughs) oh my god that was was absolute insanity (laughs) although that was a lot of point in the game probably irrelevant that was one point in the game that uh, had... This is like the one naggling piece that I didn't like about this game. And it's like a small thing. So it's inconsequential. But I'm going to mention it anyways. Um, Visual. <laughs> you have to like point, pinpoint some hideouts, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you get access to their phones. Mm-hmm. And you can see... And it says at the top of the thing, places that I, they have been in the last 24 hours. Um, and it's like, okay, Sure. Um, and then you see uh, in a text message, they're like, oh, yeah, and don't go anywhere yep. you've been in the last 24 hours. Yep. So I'm like, okay, ignore all of these places. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Yeah. So yeah. I think they were trying to say that That's he the fucked only it up. That- I think they were trying to say that he wasn't as smart of a criminal as, as he ended up, you know? Like he... he but even... Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's kind of an idiot, Harrison. But... <laughs> I don't know if he's an idiot. But he... Yeah, I fucking I fucking love. He's Harrison, a little bit man. of a dumbass. Cause like all the text conversations with him are just so ridiculous. Like he's such a clear character. Like, yeah. Like he just picks up the phone. And he's like, I know you love me, and she's like, Stop! What the fuck? There's crisis, and he's like, Yeah, what's up? <laughs> like he's just like, What the fuck, man? <laughs> so, actually, like oh, God, going so back true. to like the whole cast of characters, you know that they're a whole they're 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 a whole wild bunch. Um, with all different backgrounds. But one thing I really liked about this game that I think the creators did so well was just all of these people were so well-rounded and they all had flaws. You know, like, it's... It, they were flaws that, you know, either helped you throughout your case or just made you, like, want to sit them down and have a pep talk with them. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I remember in, like, the first episode, I'm trying so hard to exonerate Cassandra. And then she posts on her Facebook, yeah, I'm fucking yeah, glad exactly. that, you know, those bombs went off. And I just was just like, girl, what are you doing? No. And then later she is reprimanded for and that. And she exact. had her friend who was like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, seriously. Exactly. <laughs> but the thing is you had to you had to make the decision of whether to 
you know, you, you had to make the decision on whether to put that uh, post into evidence before that intervention happens. But my God, did I just want, I sat back and I'm like, girl, I'm trying so hard. I'm rooting for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm having that like America Next Top Model moment where I'm just like, be quiet, Cassandra. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? And it's an outburst from her to, too. Like, and you're like, maybe she is unstable. Like this is a, it's not unstable, but it's a very heated and very poor choice. Like, right. Yeesh. It's, I'm just like, oh, this does not look good. But then, you know, you do have your posts that say that you didn't do not condone violence. But my God, that was a year ago. <laughs> so much could have happened in 12 months. God damn it. And it kind of seems like it was. It kind of seems like there was a lot of like craziness going on between like old and new her. So it's just like, oh, yeah. shit, where is she now? And that's why you're like, maybe she did do some of this. Like, they're definitely trying to lead you down that path of like, maybe what the mm-hmm. fuck happened to you man but that's what i love about it like in the end it amounts to nothing you know it's just a, it's just an emotional outburst possibly you know brought up by the fact that her boyfriend like ditches her and she just has an angry outburst on social media and like but you think about the consequences in that you know if you had submitted that or if you did submit that you know how that is perceived by the government And so I just really appreciated the fact that the game made your characters, every character, just so flawed um, to -hmm. make you just constantly second guessing of, all right, who is, you know, like, you know, who who's actually behind this? Am I actually rooting for somebody who murdered people or like, is this all just, you know, smoke and mirrors? Yeah. it really kept me on edge. It really kept me second guessing. You know, you'd submit some evidence and then some events would transpire where you're like, fuck, that was wrong. Yep. No. Yep. <laughs> like, or like, wait, why are you doing this now? But, um, and as much as it was like stress inducing as I was playing the game, like, I really liked it mm-hmm. in hindsight, looking back on it, that they were able to make these characters completely flawed. Like, Truly, nobody in this game is without fault, except maybe perhaps Joseph. Joseph's just the no, 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 no. He totally has flaws, and they're just not exactly story relevant. I was actually about to reference into that, or maybe, yeah, maybe I'm thinking of this incorrectly. But I remember when he ditches her on that night. He ditches her for work, and later you learn that basically that didn't work out. And not only did that work thing not work out, he turned it down. But also his business is failing, and he's also telling her earlier that you know i just talk about work all the time and you know work just constantly gets in the way but his work is failing like there's not work there so something about that relationship is wonky you know what i mean like there's that added element there too where he's he's holding his own demons so also i'm just like cassandra you were born when he graduated i know what the fuck (laughs) cassandra your defense lawyer stop yeah dude some of his (laughs) portraits and i will say uh Okay, I'll finish this up. Some of his portraits are really quite old, and you're like, damn. And like, you're like looking at them, like, geez, you too? Because hers look very young, and his, his look very old. <laughs> but I will say a yeah. really, really cool element of this game that allows you to choose the way you perceive these characters and choose the way that you're writing the narrative about them as the, the facts unfold is the fact that you can change their portraits. It's such a subtle thing, but it's so fucking rad. Like, I nailed every character's portrait based on what I thought they were, and it really helped cement 
Like, this is who I'm trying to fight for. And they had like some that look kind of mm. demonish and some that look kind of innocent. It's like, what are you going for? It's like, I'm going for this exact look of her because that's how I imagine her in my head as being innocent and not doing all this crazy bullshit. Um, and then initiates just a dog with sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually, it's like you, it's like you, you, you learn early on that niche. you're like not supposed to put things in that are like false. And then you're like, yeah, but dog with sunglasses right? though right yeah right? for real yeah you get called out for it I being learned, like seriously i learned early on that you weren't supposed to put in things that were false and then i was like eh fuck it i'm gonna put in all these things that are totally false yeah or like things that are irrelevant theory. like there's an achievement for just yeah, being yeah, like yeah. here's all of her favorite things that she listed on her website i think it's uh anyway it doesn't matter but yeah, the point is there's one of the characters i think it's the one with the family website anyways you can like upload all of her stuff and the guy just keeps being like dude this is not relevant and you're like you know her favorite book could be relevant like let's not jump to conclusions yet okay <laughs> like you can't talk to him he can only talk to you so like in universe this is him being like he's just sitting there waiting for you to upload things it's like okay look another thing from uh, from orwell is being uploaded yeah and it's like she likes long watches on the walk, long walks on the beach and baking and you're like we uh, got him and then he's like oh another one's coming in. okay is this something important she hates candlelight dinners. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, could you stop this surprise? Here's a picture of her. <laughs> yeah. No. Dude, there was a couple of instances where like you'd up you like would want to upload a picture or a piece of information, but like the amount of things that they would group together would be like uncomfortable. Like you'd be like, I want two out of the three of these things you're taking from this, so I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like some real relevant mm-hmm. shit that you're like, dude, I, we can't pass this up, but if you're gonna read that out of it, I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Oh man. This game did such a good job at just like touching on so many weird fucked up things about the internet and about being on the internet and about activism and about surveillance. Like it's just it just did such a great job. Like I think in particular um their depiction of what it's like to be on the internet, like when it comes to things never leaving, you know, like anything that gets uploaded is is there forever. But also just being an internet presence. Like, I think something that really stuck out to me was Harrison's, like, blog, you know? Like, he he's, first of all, he just, like, shouting into the ether. And then all these people are commenting. And they're commenting, like, different things. But some of them aren't even, like, that bad. And, in fact, one of the cases, they're commenting, like, what ends up being the name of his band. And he just ruthlessly attacks all of these people. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Like, he's just like, he's like, I don't know. That's kind of lame. Yeah. He's like, you're the other, you're the person on the internet. That's commenting on my fucking forum post. I hate you. You suck. And then he ends up rolling with like half their ideas. And, uh, which I think is hilarious. But, but Harrison is like the true story of like, like there's so many like cautionary tales with him because not only that, but also like later, I think it might've been one of his friends, but it might've just been a follower. Like that's like really, uh, when he's in his punk era right like he is in this punk band and he also is writing this blog where he shouts nonsense at the screen um well it's not nonsense but he's just you know shouting all these opinions and then yelling at all of his uh commenters but he sort of like attracts this guy at some point in there that is similar that's also punk that like you know the other dude with like the blue spikes of of his hair and that dude if you look at his timeline like is very like dude yeah you're doing the fucking right thing like this is awesome good for you and eventually when Harrison then switches and goes and works for the news, 
that dude churns from being a follower to like being his like hater and harasser who's like dude you were fucking you were like we were one in the same oh what sorry oh, i thought someone said something huh what? i don't know no, no but the point is no. yeah he just no, no no he like he goes from having a follower and a supporter to like a hater because that person is still following him yet the ideas that are presented changed from the person so it's just like it's an interesting cautionary tale of like don't change on the internet because I don't like it very much. <laughs> because you've accumulated all the people mm. that like you one way. And now, like, if you want to be different, like, and there was no amount of, like, no, you don't understand. Like, the news bureau is fine. Like, I can swear. Like, there's no amount of that that's going to get you out of this dude thought you were going to fight the government, man. And now you're you're working for them, basically. So what's the deal? Um, and I thought that did that really well. Not to, Not to mention, like, his whole saga with the news is awesome because... Like he fights like the news and other such and most of the government, but he fights these sorts of big organizations. They roll up to him and they say, we have the outreach. We have the platform. You can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Just come work for us. And he, like Abraham, thinks this is like a good idea. Like he needs to like this is like he needs this power. Like he wants this. This is like success for him in a sense. And then instantly starts deleting shit off of his timeline, changing the way he speaks you know what I mean? Like they get him. They a hundred percent get him. Um, until you've and then 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 naturally they also the second something goes bad about him in the news, they cut him ruthlessly. They don't even talk to him, they don't even yeah. ask him nothing, they just cut him. And it's just such a tale about big media and how much they give a fuck about you and how much they're gonna let you do your own thing. It's like, I don't think they are. I don't think they do. Well, I don't know it. I don't know what I did, but in my playthrough, he sent a nasty email to the paper being like, hey, guys, fuck you. I'm quitting. <laughs> like, so I don't know what I did. <laughs> Interesting. Awesome. Oh, man. Because in, in my playthrough and I think in McCoy's as well, um, what happened was uh, the thought got outed yes. as like a terrorist organization. And... Um, and he's since he's part of the thought group, um, the the paper's like, well, see you later. <laughs> and and to clarify, at least in my playthrough, it's like there's such a beautiful thing they do with this game about um, you have you don't have all the answers and you don't have all the information certainly, but you feel like you have a really educated look based on everything. And then what hap- ends up happening is at some point in time, the news gets a leak on who the terrorists are and keep in mind you do not know who the terrorists are yet but the news gets a leak and the news thinks it's the thought and you're like i'm certainly not certain of that that's a huge stretch and then basically they just publish it like that to be first to the story and to get it Mm -hmm. out there and instantly drop harrison and kick him um from the organization because he's associated with that and you just look at that and you're like that story is not like based on fact like what do they have they don't have this information this was very rash of them and the result of that is and all this hate that gets poured onto the forum of the thought all these just truly malicious evil things like death threats and fucking people just trolling all over the place and laughing in the demise and just throwing and spewing all this hate based on a news headline that was substanceless at the time that it was published so you look at that and you just go fuck you doomed these people like but McCoy, they have honest in their tagline, so they've got to be right. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. yeah, I agree. And, hey, glass houses. You know, you <laughs> yeah. can just be like, yeah, Cassandra tortures people. 
fact. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was crazy to watch the internet hate just like f- pour. And you get actually you see it in two directions. You see it when Harrison and the thought is outed, and you see it when Harrison doxes Symes. In both instances, you yeah. see the public sitting there and going. I'm fucking mad at someone, but I can't figure out who the fuck they are, and I can't see them, and I want to attack them, but I can't find them. They're not here, and someone somewhere says they are here. This is who they are. Mm-hmm. And the second they mm-hmm. do that, the public just lashes. They just they tr- basically try to kill this dude. I mean, they don't. They break all of his windows and vandalize his house. You can kill him. Sometimes. Really? Yep. Oh, how? I I killed him on my first playthrough. I, I, pl- I, I played this game twice. I'll have you guys know. I think I, from what I can see, so you're presented with four data chunks to reveal to Symes. Um, his photo, the um, news about his fiance, the fact that he's a worker for Orwell, and then his address. And I believe if you submit the three without the address... And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe if you do not, if you submit three, that is not the address, he will leave and only get his house vandalized. But if you submit his address, which I did because I didn't realize there was a fourth data chunk in there, um, he gets murdered. Wow. By the people coming to his house? I would have thought that if you make, I thought that if you put up the address, he leaves so he can leave before you put up the address, I guess is the thing. Huh. So okay, like, so that's what happened. Yeah, so I guess I so maybe that's the that's the common denominator. So he did not leave. I posted the address and he left after that. Whereas hmm. in my second playthrough where his house was just vandalized, he left before I was either able to post the address or just chose to post another hmm. info thing. So. I think huh. I think that is maybe backwards because like so i think i i'm pretty sure i posted his address and he's like oh shit yeah. i have to get out yeah. of here so he leaves and gets his wife and then bounces town yeah. or whatever um i would it would make sense to me and I, I didn't get this uh ending or not um this tidbit yeah. but it would make sense to me that if you show him the other things he's like oh no i need to go home and just goes home and then you're sitting there with the address and you're like but actually that's not safe yeah, buddy it's not Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. I just know I killed him (laughs) and I felt really bad. I was like sitting there like, fuck, I killed someone, someone's with child and now she's a widow and now a single mother. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) What have I done? He was a wisecracking jackass, Um, but still. (laughs) And he did. He did also work with you to kill Nina, sort of. Sort of. But then, like, that's not really like anyone's fault per se, because it turns out the way that, according to a random guy that I read on the internet afterwards to try to be read for this podcast, the way you cannot kill Nina is to just omit the fact that she has a gun to the police, like, and just not say that. And then apparently she some like that that deescalates it. Basically, somehow, I, I I don't entirely know. I didn't use that. I did say that she had a gun, and I thought that was relevant information. But the the problem is, it's like you would hope, you would hope that they would use that. You would hope they would use that in a way. Yeah, to but police aren't trained in de-escalation. The military well, is trained in de-escalation, not the police. The police are maybe trained at all. Um, <laughs> 
that's one. And it's interesting because like my first playthrough, I complete I didn't pick up her address, so the police never came to her house. And wow. then Juliet was speaking in code to Nina, and I didn't know what Nina was hinting at with the code at all. So actually, Nina just escaped in my first playthrough. And boy, was Sibes he was really mad at me. He was just like, God damn it, you're worthless. You worthless piece of shit. You're gonna shit. get us both like, fired. Don't it. you love your job? And, and then you got him killed. <laughs> and yeah, and then you and then you killed him. <laughs> That's some fucked up shit. And then you're like, I was actually the demon all along. Um <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Little do you know, I have a guide in oh. front of me, and you're fucking dead. Um, <laughs> oh man. So, so um, I actually wanted to, like, just talk, so, like, obviously, as we've just illustrated, like, there's multiple ways you can play through this game, multiple choices you can make that deviates the story in one way or another, um, and I was actually curious after my first playthrough, because after my first playthrough, I was feeling kind of shitty about, like, some aspects of my playthrough and wanted to, like, make those things right, so to speak, so I was actually really curious if there was, like, a flawless playthrough you could do of this game where you're just happy with all your decisions and never feel an ounce of regret and it's impossible mm. like so basically there's no way that you can play this game and have either like people not be suspicious of you or like not cause a terrorist attack so like for instance i was talking to mccoy about this earlier but like there is no way that you can prevent the mall the circle mall bombing um if you um reveal cassandra's mental health issues um basically or no other way around if you don't reveal her mental health issues you can't because i revealed right yeah so if you if you reveal her mental health issues you are able to get her to confess where which mall the bombing will be at um but if you don't don't reveal her mental health issues then the interrogation fails and Mm. she doesn't reveal where the mall location is um because there's there's three um well i guess it will it's also dependent on whether you guess that the next bomb will be at the mall or not but if you do guess that then cassandra's interrogated to figure out which exact mall is um to be bombed and You are successful if you reveal three things about Cassandra, which is her parent situation, her boyfriend situation, and her mental health. Um, And obviously, as we spoke before, if you reveal about her mental health, you know, Sives is just like, oh, man, she's mentally unstable. So my second playthrough, I was like, you know what? I don't want him to suspect that she has mental health issues. I just want him to leave her alone. So I kept that info private. Did everything exactly the same as my first playthrough, which was, you know, find out about her parents, find out about her boyfriend, you know, find out that the next bomb will be at the mall. But because of that, the interrogation fails because there's not that third piece of information to convince her that Sives knows everything about her, which I think is really fucked once you think about it, because you realize that it's her mental health and the and it's it's Sives. Uh, you know, bringing up the fact that she has mental health issues that gets her to crack under pressure and gets her, like, feeling desperate. Whereas, like, you know, if you choose to keep that information private because, you know, mental health issues should be kept private, um, 
like should I, I should rephrase that mental health issues should be kept private by with you know with consent of the individual if they want to reveal that information cool good on you but otherwise it should remain private um but you know C- certainly it shouldn't be used to double the length of someone's prison sentence mm-hmm. for instance exactly mm-hmm. yeah exactly. what the fuck is that <laughs> it's and i just found that like to be very interesting so it's like you know first playthrough i revealed i revealed her mental health issues doubled her prison sentence yet prevented the bombing Whereas the second playthrough, you know, I wanted to not have that affect her. But as a result, one person died Mm -hmm. or two people died in the mall. And I was just like, wow, this is it's impossible to have like a cheery outcome, like all the way through the game, which I think is cool because it just kind of keeps people from feeling like so pumped up about themselves as they play through. The game wants you to feel like shit on a lot of your decisions, which I think is (laughs) effective. Yeah, like. You know, there are a lot of games that have, like, a flawless playthrough, and they don't intend for you to, like, do it the first time. But, you know, you always see those iTunes reviews where they're like, I got the flawless playthrough the first time. And it's like, I kind of feel sorry for them because they kind of missed the game. Like, the game is being mm-hmm. lost in this and, and being unsure and, and fucking shit up, basically. That's the game. So if, if there was a flawless playthrough and you accidentally got it, which would probably be pretty unlikely, but still, like, that that wouldn't be the game. So... And I also go back to, you know, those like when the, when he makes fun of you for uploading uh, just useless stuff, it's like nothing's useless. Like that's what if you're like nothing is useless ever, because like in that case where you just were interrogating Cassandra, you just needed to like reveal facts about her to make her break. So I bet you could fucking reveal like your favorite book is blank to fucking Juliet and break her, too. So it's just it's like you kind of. When you're on the side of grabbing information, if you want to be like the safest, you just grab everything. You just hoard it all and uh, just gets used. I don't know. Like it just gets used to at minimum make someone feel creeped out. Like how much do you know? Like that's a common interrogation tactic. It's just we know everything about you. So tell us the shit that we don't know. But like don't we're not telling you that. We're mm-hmm. just like hoping you don't get that last part. We're just hoping you think that we already know. So you're going to like say it all again. Um, so. Ugh. It's a common interrogation tactic in media. In media. True. I'm a police officer. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh. (laughs) I'd be willing to bet you don't actually know a lot of common interrogation tactics. Yes. Yes. It's a common interrogation tactic in media. That's reasonable. So is, by the way, shooting 400 times without reloading. So fair enough. Take that with what you will. True, 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 true. Does anyone have any, like, last hanger-on kind of thoughts to get into? I guess I would... Can I just say how much I, like, really like the, um... Like, I guess, like, the flavor text of the game, a.k.a., like, articles and, like, advertisements of things that pertain... Like, don't pertain to the main story at all, but are just, like, kind of nice, like, comedic relief from like some of the events that are transpiring oh like my God. the you know the yeah. the a thousand gray shadows yep. um saga going oh my on God. which yeah, is the great. third installment of a gray shadow and another gray shadow <laughs> yeah but actually <laughs> my- 
I think my By favorite far, my, was oh, the yeah. was the gym founder my interview. God, yes, was that was like my favorite thing of just like you know you you grew up really impoverished. You know how did you manage to convince people to invest in your thing? He's like, well, my father always said if you want to convince people, you walk up to them and you punch them square in the face. And they're like, huh, is that a metaphor? And he's like, no, it's yeah. not a metaphor. I literally walked in, I walked up to the CEO, and I punched him square in the face. And he was so like amazed. He was so amazed by my strength that he decided to invest in my yeah. gym. Yeah. yeah, it's gym in all capital letters to emphasize that it's yeah, a like, gym. What does it stand for? Like, I was yeah. laughing. There's like a line in there about yeah, like, like the, punch. The, the advertisement for that guy is oh, incredible. Yeah. It's just, it's this buff man in a banner ad, and it's go to gym. Gym knows how to train. Gym. <laughs> That's it. It's incredible. Yeah. There's a there's like a line in there about the the hit the when he punches the CEO where it's like it's not just like he punches them it's like after he got up off the floor or like after his head bounced on the floor or something like that like which is like dude you could have fucking killed that guy like Jesus like. If your head bounced off the floor, man, that's a dangerous. He's like, and then he's like, after that, he came to reason. I'm like, did he? Did he really? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, but it's like those little, like, I don't know. That was just really, like, I don't know, great little flavor text to have there. Like, they didn't need to put that gym interview in there. Yet, I appreciated it so much because, like. I was feeling kind of stressed at that point and I opened up that interview and it just kind of helped me like decompress a little bit and like chuckle for once. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And like, I don't know, like the, uh, what is the Tinder Singular. Singular. thing in there? Singular. Singular. Another one Singular. of our sponsors. Yes. <laughs> Brought to you by Visual. <laughs> Real talk. But, uh. Like, you know, all the conversations that she has with guys, like the guys who's just like, yo, send more pics, please. And like, you know, she mentions oh that God. she has a kid and he leaves the chat. And I'm like, oof, like, this is this is too real. What <laughs> online dating is like for some women. Like, yikes. yeah. And there's like that one conversation that goes on a little longer. But like, it's like he it's like he doesn't even do that great. But she's like, oh, like that was like finally like a thoughtful response. And it's like, was that the best that oof. Ooh. Yeah, that's the bar. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. Yeah, because the other two conversations were like, hey, can I shit on your tits? And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, not literally, but like, it's like that degree of what the fuck. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, it, it actually is that I know, level. <laughs> you know, it's, of, uh, it's like, dude, have you guys seen the fucking R Tinder, like Reddit Tinder subreddit? No. So should we yes but no it just depends on how you feel like look the, the moral of that story is just that like so I, I browse our all which is all the subreddits like put together just to like see what's up in the world and like it comes up a lot and it's basically like a place for like people that like have i guess like really good pickup lines or like they're trying to showcase their really good pickup lines like dude check this out can you believe i pulled this off and it's like got its own metagame going on there now where it's like basically the metagame is you have a pickup line that's really like clever and then you just like take a left turn into saying the stupidest shit of all time and then you post it on the internet for points <laughs> and it's fucking weird because like you'll see them with these like brilliant pickup lines and i'm like wow like and not only that like her response is like wow that is so fucking clever like you are awesome like let's go on a date and then he's like just says the stupidest following up shit possible and then it just cuts right there and everyone's like what happened man and i'm like i know what the fuck happened she realized exactly who you are and she fucking left that's what happened you revealed yourself um 
that's what was supposed to happen. So I guess in that case, that's probably good. But uh, it's just like it's just people being jackasses to other people for the points online, and it just makes me so sad. I'm like, these people are looking for love, and you're doing this. <laughs> Anyways, that's my hot take on our Tinder man. <laughs> Shit's fucked up. Okay, um, should we rate this bad boy? Get out of here. I think I think maybe we should. James, you want to start us off, bro? What did you think of this game? I thought this game was um, a thumb up. I thought it was a thumb up game. It was quality. Uh, And it freaked me out uh, in a good way, I guess. But also, I mean, it's not a game for, for all people. Um, which isn't to say it's, it's like not a great game for me. It's just, I don't know. It's, uh, it wasn't two thumbs up to me. It was just one. Sweet. Um, let's see. I'll go. I'll say, yeah, this game, I think I learned a lot about this game. Like, I think I would similar to Linnea. I think I'd recommend this to a lot of people now having played it. I would recommend it now with the caveat of like, I don't know why you would play it all in one day like I did, but don't do that. <laughs> like, I don't know why you would submit yourself it's to that, you started on, but don't. It's because you started on Sunday and we record on yeah, Mondays. Yeah, and you, you think I could spread, like, spread it out till that Monday, too, but, you know, hey, it happened. Um, yeah, I procrastinated this like a college paper. It was embarrassing. Um, anyways, actually, then I ended up writing the outline for a college paper um, for my notes of this podcast. But anyways, um, yeah, <laughs> full circle. <laughs> And I did so with pure uh, anxiety filled, like, you know, twitchy keyboard fingers. So just like, oh, my God, I got to get this done before the deadline. And so, you know, it really was a throwback to college, actually. But um, anyways, yeah, really, really quality game. I think it had a lot of intrigue and it rewarded the people who were slow and would like were methodical and like read through it. And I read through like essentially everything. Um, And. Yeah, I think it rewards the person who does that because there are connections that they're going to later highlight, but there are connections that they don't highlight that you just get to have and take with you. And so there's, and it, and it touches on so many cool mm. like aspects of, and things that makes you think about like, wow, like look at this internet hate directed at the wrong person and just look at how disgusting it looks when all these people think that they're right and they think they found the bad guy, but all they're doing is just hurting someone, you know, like that stuff is just, is so thought provoking and interesting um, that's part, probably part of the like quote too real parts of it, but I, I really like the too real parts of it. I don't know. I like things that, that reference and sort of expose or even just sort of prod the thinking of things that happen in, in real life. So yeah, I don't know. I, I would, there's a lot of like prefacing I would do and a lot of filtering I would do to who I would recommend this to, but yeah, totally. If it's the right person, it's the person who likes this sort of stuff, dude, you're in for a ride. Um, Notably a ride that to me, like, just like, I thought the end fucking sucked, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> but the rest of it was fucking rad, so that's worth enough, uh, enough for me. So I'd say two thumbs. Okay. Um, cool. So Adam, you picked us your last. Um, so Zoe, you're, you're up. Okay. So I really love this game. This game was, you know, it... 
being somebody who really likes narrative games, like this was a different version of a narrative game, so to speak. And I was absolutely in love with its premise and the mechanics. And um, like I said, you know, I was strewn about on the living room floor with my laptop and papers all around me and piecing together stuff and writing down seemingly like mundane details and like piecing it together and when things clicked I was like you know feeling like a genius and then when things were more uncertain and I just had to make a judgment call like I was feeling stressed but I think that's like the point this game was trying to do of just the the air of you know, futuristic surveillance, aka also surveillance that is happening now. Um, lots of stuff like hit close to home. A lot of stuff put things in perspective for me. Um, you know, this was the kind of game that after I finished playing through it, I wanted to play it again just to see like if I could see some of the signs of the outcome like being hinted at earlier in the game, which does happen. Um, and I thought it was really cool. Like I said, um, like last week with Black Bar, I was complaining that that dystopian world just was not fleshed out enough for me and that the, and therefore it didn't seem all that realistic and how much I appreciate world building when it comes to, um, you know, dystopias. And this game just delivered with that. There was just so much flavor to this world so much flavor to the characters. Um, you know, like I said, they, they were well-rounded, they were flawed, they were varied, you know. Um, they kept me second-guessing about their character, but that's also what it's like to be human. You think you know somebody until they turn around and do something else, and, you know, it suddenly gets you second-guessing everything you ever thought about them in the first place. Um, it plays with your unconscious biases. It and it puts you in this position of determining right and wrong, which seems so black and white in this world of gray. Um, but I think that's the that's the issue that arises when it comes to these kind of surveillance states that are being presented now. Um, and I, I just find that to be so amazing and interesting and cool. And um, like I said, I was stressed out playing this game, but I think it was a good kind of stressed out. It was a good kind of frazzled. Um, so quite honestly, I think I'm going to have to give this game a gold star. Like that's how much I really like this game uh, and everything that it presented to me. Um, just an amazing world, amazing concept. Um, I'll definitely be playing their next game. Uh, ignorance oh, is strength. God, I'm blinking on the ignorance is strength. Yeah, I'm going to definitely buy that game and play it because um, I just really liked what they did. Um, with these issues at hand. So, yeah. That's me. Awesome. Adam. Cool. So that was two thumbs up and a gold star. Oh, God. Sure. Fuck the rating system. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I know, like, last week we were talking about how the gold star is, like, a, like, a, a you I know, that was special like... in my book yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess I will, you know... Sure, I will preface it by saying this game will not be for everybody. This game is a lot of sifting through material and reading and not a lot of quick time events and platform jumping. There was and, that one headshot you know, section that like, I thought was really out of place where you just had the gun and you just like walk around the corner <laughs> and just killing all the terrorists. But yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, it's like how the, Dear the Esther gets get way the... easier when you when you get the shotgun yeah, exactly. in the first shack. 
<laughs> that makes sense. You have to actually step backwards exactly. into the seat uh, after the first step, right? Like instead of going forward, you go backwards, and that's when you get the Doom Guy suit, and yeah. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, this game won't be for everybody, who, like, for people who appreciate action more than actually, like, puzzling through things and reading. Like, sure, this game won't be for you, but if you appreciate that stuff, if you like kind of a whodunit sort of game, um, you like analyzing clues and you, I, I sound like a, a job application now, but like if you if you like to pay attention to detail, then this game is for you. But like, but but seriously, like if if you're somebody who likes that sort of thing, this game will be right up your alley. Um I'd probably still suggest it to people who are more into action-y games um, and, you know, could understand if they walked away with it not liking it, and I pity those folks. <laughs> I pity the fool. Yeah. <laughs> so Gabe. No, yeah, I know, exactly. Gabe like this Thumbs down from Gabe. All right, moving on to Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm actually probably in a similar boat. Uh, I, it, it's kind of difficult to follow that level of... Um, uh effusive praise um but i think this game certainly gets a gold star um primarily for the nuance it brings uh this isn't a game that takes its subject matter um lightly or at face value it mean it attempts to make a very meaningful engagement with it uh and that isn't necessarily just to state something about it and then make their case it is to properly explore it and raise conversation around it um so you know it's very topical and timely and i think they did a really good job with the subject matter as well as with you know representation and a number of other sorts of those sorts of things that i tend to care about um this game did a really good job with that kind of stuff um so it gets a gold star just on that basis um and kind of want to give it a two thumbs up as well um probably more like a thumb and a half if i decide to rebel against the tyranny of thumbs when you put um, it like that it sounds very reasonable of you to do so <laughs> <laughs> you're right sorry I, I should really um revise that uh 486,000 points and three rubber ducks um, damn it it was so close <laughs> so um yeah the degree to which it um engage with the subject matter is really refreshing um you don't see that a whole lot in sci-fi or dystopia fiction at all really um like this is one of the very few situations i've seen that done in in a way that works well um and they use all of the pieces well to get you there the framing device of this orwell system that you're in and like the, your handler and kind of the leaps of logic that they make that you didn't necessarily intend um the deciding truth and being given opportunities to just pretty much manufacture evidence against people if you so desire um that all contributes to that um they did a good job of realizing a world which is important for and i it's kind of weird to call this game sci-fi because it is kind of like today sci-fi but i think it still sort of counts in the sci-fi tradition in the same sense that bioshock sort of does uh, and that it's engaging with so so technology how does that change world and how do people live in world and etc but um, but like this is literally shit that's happening today like that's right that's the reason that 
what's his name, Snowden, isn't allowed yeah. back into the country is because he revealed that we're just doing this. Right. And, like, it's the same kind of stuff that's happening in, like, China, mm-hmm. right? So, like, yeah. it's weird to call it sci-fi because it's contemporary. <clears throat> um, but I think it's part of... And maybe I, I have my definitions wrong and maybe there's a better term for it. Uh, but the sci-fi tradition, um, as I see it, is about exploring the sorts of things that this game explores. Um, so it's a little weird to call it sci-fi, but I'm going to do it anyways because fuck the rules um so like it does a really good job of realizing the world um through the advertisements and through blog posts and just through like the incidentals that don't really matter um they gave the game a lot of depth uh rather they made they give the world enough depth that you don't feel constrained by the game you aren't fenced in um they give it the right amount of detail and and toe that line between required content to generate and not making you feel like you're railroaded. Um, you know, I have a few minor complaints, but they're all like pointlessly minor, right? Like all devices have a unique ID, which is a, just a, a nine digit number. <laughs> I love that like, that bothers you. <laughs> we ran out of IP addresses and you got more than that. Like, <laughs> so, okay, wait, wait, wait. If we are, if we are talking about you know, leaks, can we just? I, I should. I, I can't believe we've gotten this far. There was a fuck ton of bugs in this game for me. Did anybody else? Yes. Really? No. Yeah, I had one bug happen where, um, like Orwell froze when I was trying to load up a data chunk. Huh. It just froze the whole game, and I couldn't do anything. And you're like, oh, this is a nice development. I, think I just had one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they had three developers on their team. Give them some slack. 50 <laughs> staff, but like... Yeah. <laughs> I think there's like writers. just a couple bugs where like some of like the, the red notification that something was new, like in an article, like that wouldn't oh, yeah. disappear. Um, and I think there was one bug that I reached uh, when it came to figuring out... Uh, came to figuring out Nina's, uh, like, motivations. And, like, Sives was like, oh, you figured it out. Great job. Now on to the next thing. Yet the objective still said, like, find out Nina's motivations. And so I was like, uh, like, (laughs) I did this? And so I just, like, uploaded a random data chug that said that, like, she had, like, gastrointestinal issues. And it was like, great on to the next thing and i'm like okay cool <laughs> like i guess we're good <laughs> meanwhile okay. I, but like meanwhile i'm like panicking that i'm like i incriminated her in something something with gastrointestinal issues is gonna come up and i'm gonna be doomed <laughs> like fuck yeah but yeah no. but I, ha- I definitely had that one yeah i think All right, i'm not sure if it's like that in particular spot but there was a ton of cases where like the the it would tell me that there's new information in a place where there isn't uh, whether that's with the star or it's just with the symbol that says there's something you've seen already. Also, I don't know if you can hear that. I, I wonder if I'll cut this out. But there's just like these people are just vacuuming right now above me. But anyways, um, be cool. Stay focused. Um, anyways, yeah, there was that. And then the, the most infuriating bug for me that it sounds like you guys didn't have and I'm so thankful is uh, about episode four onward for every single time um, I would click on a link. Uh, it would just take me to like a blog post that was not the right place and so then 
at first I thought that was intentional and that threw me for a loop for a while, but then I realized you just needed to click back to where, like, so let's say you were on the inside or you inside someone's PC. I would click and it would send me to a blog post on a website. And then if I clicked back to the insider into someone's PC, I could get in to where I needed to actually go. So like it wasn't every time, but it was like nearly every time, probably 80% of the time I was just getting sent to just this like one particular website off of every link and off of every time. And it wasn't just links. It was like, if you're on someone's PC and you open up a folder, like sys, you open up sys folder, it just sends you to this website. Like, what the fuck? Okay, then you go back. Okay, okay, then you open this up. No, it sends you to the website. And so that was fucking just nonsense, unfortunately. And it was like, it. once I realized what was going on, I could get around it, but it was fucking annoying. Um, so, whatever. Uh, In any case. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like bullshit. It sounds like a pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass, but the game was still fucking rad. So it's sort of like, eh, <clears throat> eh. But it was just like, you could see it doing it. And I was like, please stop. And and yet you you uh, you uh, rated it one thumb down. Yeah, I know. If I recall correctly, mm-hmm. one thumb down, gold star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean that's yeah, a valid rating. It? Adam, did I interrupt you right at the end to talk about it bugs, or, or had you finished your thoughts on the, the ratings? I mean, it was. I was just wrapping up. Basically, like it has a few minor things, but I don't think they're impactful enough to really matter. Like the game isn't or at least when I was playing it, was not so riddled with bugs as to get in the way. I think I had the star not going away and some of the UI elements being confusing um, because of bugs thing. But, like, it's... Eh. I'll overlook it. Like, if... You expect bugs in games. Um, like, most games have some bugs, at least. Particularly with smaller teams. So, it's fine. So... Generally speaking, they did a really good job. Um, they worked with a lot of intentionality and they engaged with uh, important, timely subject matter in a responsible and meaningful way. So, yeah. And also, they. Thumb- I mean, this is just something that we've noticed in other games. They dealt with mental health in a not fucked up way. Yeah. Like, they. Well, I mean, fucked up in the sense that we use it against but it's, her. It's kind but of like exposing yeah, a fucked up way, is. as opposed to just like, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's True, like yeah. you 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 give that data chunk, and then you're like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. That's not what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's that's kind of. I feel like that's the point yeah. of that interaction. Yeah, uh, yeah. That interaction show. is a trap. Yeah. Um and. So yeah, there is. They deal with that well, uh, as well as many other things, like you know, the injured PTSD-ridden war vet comes back and isn't allowed to get a job yeah. because of legislation associated oh with God, basically yeah. the lack of mental care. And it's like, great, yeah. Um, trap. Yeah. So. I will admit that anyway. my biggest grievance with this game was the word data chunk. I fucking hate that word. <laughs> and it's everywhere. And they're just like, data chunks, data chunks, data chunks. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Can we use anything oh else god. to describe this? I would accept just data. I would accept that. Data lips? How about just data? Give me some pieces of data. Data roids? <sighs> no. Chunklets. That's the part that I hate. Chunklets. <laughs> Let's not riff off that. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it was just fucking. 
chunks of information. Yeah, and then they were like, uploading data takes time. You <laughs> only get 20 of these. Which, like, that mechanic was fucking rad, but that oh. story way of, of putting it in there was fucking lame as shit. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, true. Especially That's because true. earlier they're like, oh no, Nina's got a gun. You gotta tell people about it. And you're like, damn, bam, got it. And they're like, nice, you got it just in time. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, we only have, there's a meeting at 4 o'clock today and we only have about, oh, I don't know, 20 chunks worth. Sorry, 20... <laughs> Um, chunk of oh Rooney's worth. <laughs> oh my god! And you're like, did Anyways, Adam, you want to tell us about next week? There's this game that I feel like everyone has heard of, and everyone has heard is good, and yet no one has played. Called Papers, Please. Um, Papers, Please was like it got a bunch of accolades back when it was released, um, and is kind of like you know, it's the one that made the name dystopian document thriller which i have been applying to the rest of these um and the timeline there may not work out such that it's the first of these but it is one of the most well-known ones um i would say you got a bunch of accolades yeah yes yeah for sure black bar isn't known um so anyway um we're gonna be playing papers please which is a little bit of a departure from these two but i think will lead to yet more interesting discussion so look forward to it i do i've been meaning to play it for a while super excited yeah, yeah me too all right everybody what? awesome i think we're there play all six million outro noises <laughs> for all we have. people that are listening and they're like they're like uh, vibing yep. and like you know they're washing dishes and stuff like that and they're really like into it and they just really don't want us to drop the fucking energy because they want to just keep not thinking about all that shit that they're not thinking about because they're listening to podcasts we're sorry. There's no fucking energy. Fuck those people. You should people. probably pause this and just like think or something. Anyways, um, take care. <laughs> and uh, we'll see this you on the other side. Wait, petition? So like, you know how like there's the now recording sound bit. Now recording. And then James's laugh sound bit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then McCoy's mm-hmm. like, great choice. Great choice. And Adam can just be Mrs. Yeet. <laughs> I'm 15 and Mrs. Yeet. <laughs> Adams is when, when do we 15. use it though? <laughs> when do we like I'm yeah. 15 <laughs> okay. I like Dark Souls yeah exactly and then it's just I like Dark Souls like <laughs> alright alright grape juices are flowing today I like Dark Souls